Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, aka The Curious Girl. Now, just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. time with with the with another couple only because it's really just for me I guess finding the right match with the with the girl I am yes I'm I am trying to make the DP happen Daniel I'm really trying I can't believe I just missed out on it this week I missed the opportunity this week I can't believe it so bummed I'll make up for it it's close it's close. I can tell. I can smell it. I can smell the dicks. <laughs> hey guys, how is everybody doing? All right. Well, I would love to just jump right in. We're going to do some Q&A this time. I've got some great questions lined up. Can't wait to dive in. But first, I wanted to give a couple shout outs. I got some great reviews going on iTunes. And I wanted to just read a couple and say thank you to those people. This is from this username is B or B apostrophe bat. Love Layla and her guests, especially sexy cowboy and that voice of his. Wow. Layla is fun and full of great information. Love, love, love. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so, so much. I love you too. Love, love, love you too. Even though it sounds like that was a shared review between me and Cowboy N. I'll take it. <laughs> well, the next one is from Tantra Pleasure. Wowza, her voice, her topics, her way of addressing everything and her humor make these a must listen and they are hot. All right. Well, thank you so much, Tantra Pleasure. I sure appreciate it. Thank you guys. You know, if you love the show, like I love doing it, I really love giving you guys great content. I love getting on sharing stuff with you, my crazy sexcapades, adventures, the good, the bad, the ugly, when I'm in a good mood, when I'm in a bad mood, everything, you guys get all of it. It means so much to me that you would take the time to leave a review. So I'd love to just ask if anybody else, if you love the show, would you please consider taking time out, leave a review on iTunes for me? It means so much. It really helps me, you know, with the visibility of the show and, you know, get more interest and keep my ratings up and my downloads up and everything. And like I told you, I recently hit a big milestone, hundred over, and I'm well over 100,000 downloads now. So everything's just, it's very exciting. Also, you know, you can always still donate to the show. I fund everything myself and it's kind of been a labor of love. But it is, it's not cheap to do. So, and I've been doing it for four years. So if you would consider a donation of any amount, I would just love it so much. You could do that by going to thecuriousgirldiaries.com forward slash donate. Okay, let's jump into the first question. It says, uh, this is from Tab. And this is a follow-up. She sent in a, a question. I guess it was maybe 
It was a while back. I forget which one it was on. It was the, I think it was the last podcast I did with Cowboy N several months ago. Anyway, this one says, okay, so she's doing a follow-up because I asked some questions and said, what's going on? And I think it was about her, her husband's lack of interest in the, in the sexual area, but let, let's, let's read it. She says, hi, imagine my surprise to hear you mention my previous email. You didn't offend me at all. I have absolutely considered that my husband could be stepping out, but dismiss the idea as he's been home with our 11 year old since March. You mentioned wanting more background on my story with regard to my husband not being interested in sex. At the risk of embarrassment for years, I was the one not interested. I tried several different things to increase my sex drive, but nothing seemed to work. He pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and tried to push anal several times with no lube. See this? I got to stop right there. Anal with no lube is just a no-no. It's a no-go. It won't happen. Okay, which didn't do anything to increase my sex drive. The constant pressure only made it worse. Not to mention, whoops, hold on, I lost my place here. Oh, sorry. Which didn't do anything to increase my sex drive. The constant pressure only made it worse. Not to mention, he doesn't believe in any kind of foreplay. And, let's see, oh God darn it, I keep, I'm so sorry, I keep losing my place here. I'm rubbing my eye. I've got something in my eye. Hold on here. Let me pull my pull pull it together. I apologize. Constant pressure made it much to mention that he didn't believe in any kind of foreplay or taking his time at all. Sex was physically painful for a number of medical reasons as well. He was only the second man I'd ever slept with, so as a young wife, I didn't really know any different. Anytime I suggest he try any type of seduction, he would just jokingly say a few things. But it was always in jest. His idea of foreplay was and is for me to give a hand job. Fast forward to about a year and a half ago, and I was trying testosterone shots yet again to try to increase my libido. I was officially diagnosed as being menopausal at 38, 39 years old. I was experiencing the typical menopause symptoms of personal dryness, mood swings, hot flashes, and on top of that, some pretty bad depression. I'd just gotten OBA. I'm not sure what that is, but it's a good antidepressant and was desperate to try anything to increase my drive. So I started testosterone shops, shots and boy, did they work. I mean, I wanted sex so bad for about two weeks. My husband and I were great sex often, although it was only okay. I was feeling much better and about where I was in life. Then I started gaining weight as a side effect of the antidepressant. And it was like someone turned off the power, not just the lights, but the whole fucking grid. He just stopped. He barely touched me. I actually begged. I tried everything I could think of. I've changed meds, trying to tune in to stop gaining weight. I asked him point blank several months ago if there was someone else. He emphatically denies it. He claims he's just not interested and isn't attracted to me. He won't say anything more and won't ask the doctor for help. I think we've had sex once in over two months. Maybe. I've been sleeping in the guest room and honestly, my feelings towards him are changing. It's long felt like we were really just roommates and more so now. I'm I'm in counseling and still nothing. I'm beginning to consider divorce. I know he stuck with me for years, but I'm not feeling anything from him outside of a platonic love. He's an amazing dad and a good friend, but I need more. I know there's a lot more and I haven't even scratched the surface. 
This is just what's going on specifically in our relationship. Add in a host of other issues and it's worse than it sounds. I hope that's not too much information. I look forward to hearing from you and hearing Cowboy N's sexy as homemade sin voice. Love the podcast. I'll be listening. Tab. Okay. Whew, tab, that's a lot. Okay, I'll start. First of all, I love how you said Cowboy N's sexy as homemade sin voice. <laughs> that is a great way to put it. And if you don't mind, I think I'm going to have to like steal that shamelessly and reuse it as much as I can. That's a great one liner. And I agree. I know. I the voice is I just it kills me. It kills me every time. Like the voice, yeah. Imagine that growling in your ear during sex. It's it's just crazy. It's it's off the chain. Anyway, okay. I'm gonna I'm just gonna hit you with with it with it here. I I think your husband's cheating on you. I really do. That's what my gut says. I think that's what your gut says too. You wouldn't have asked him. However, forget about him for a second and why don't you just focus on yourself? You know, you're really the only one you can change. You can't change him. If he doesn't want to participate with you in fixing things, which it sounds like he doesn't, you know, if he's just not willing to talk and not willing to discuss things that you got a lot going on here. And I would, you know, I would sit down and maybe have one serious talk with him and lay it on the line and say, you know, here's what I believe. I'm not, you know, don't, the thing is, you know, when somebody, when you have a gut feeling, you're typically right. I'm willing to go out on a limb here and say, you had the gut feeling that he was not being honest with you. And that's, and, and that there was something going on behind your back. And most men will have sex with their wives anytime, anywhere, you know, when the wife is offering it up, they're going to want to do it. So for him to not want to do it, I just, it's, it's a huge red flag. And I don't really think it's about the weight, quite frankly. But again, I would suggest sitting down with him. You know, my thing is just open and honest. Everybody's worried about, it's so funny, like, I can't be honest with my spouse because it'll hurt their feelings. Do you think a divorce is going to feel any better? Do you think sleeping on the couch or sleeping in the other room or having that feeling that separation and that distance from the person that you once really love, you think that feels any better? No. You have to be adults. You know, for Christ's sake, you got married, you're having children, you're raising children. I would have, you know, I would require and demand an open and honest dialogue. And if he doesn't want to participate in that dialogue, then you can let it be one way. But you should state where you're coming from, which is, hey, you know, this is what I'm thinking. Obviously we're living, I'm living in the other room. Is there anything you want to fix or work on? And and if the answer is no, then we need to talk about the next steps, what we think we should do from here. And, and, and then stop, leave it at that, put the ball in his court and see what he has to say about it. If he does, again, if he's still just kind of drag, setting his heels in, he doesn't want to do anything about it. Then you can just say that, you know, eventually give him enough time to maybe get back to you or come up with a plan. And if he doesn't, you tell him what your plan is. And whatever that is, it doesn't include him, obviously. You're going to probably, you know, work on yourself. I would say if you get to that point, the next step is, or even contiguously, after you tell him how you're feeling or what, you know, give him your best honest truth, start working on yourself. Then at that point, you kind of have to, you know, 
set him to the side and I would just focus on you and focus on yourself and whatever you need to do to feel better. If you need to start working out, you know, if you're, it's funny, people always say like, how do you keep your sex drive high? How do you, you know, how do I stay interested in sex and all this stuff? I'll tell you, it starts with, I can, the best advice, the biggest thing I can tell people is work out. You don't, that doesn't mean you're, you're looking like a runway model, but when you're putting the effort into taking care of yourself and your body, you're going to feel better with, within a week. I guarantee you will feel better. Take a picture of yourself in the mirror naked or with just a bra and panties on at the beginning of the week. And and then at the start of the next week and work out solid, you know, and eat right for one week. Take another picture. You may have not lost a pound. I guarantee you will look at the next picture. You're feeling better. You're seeing yourself better. You're going to, you know, your self-esteem is coming up. You've got to first take care of yourself. You know, it's like when you're in the plane and you get the, they tell you, you know, that when the oxygen masks come down, you've got to make sure you're okay first because you can't take care of anybody else or be a good partner or be a good spouse or parent or, you know, all the things and all the hats that I'm sure you're wearing, Tab. You've got to first make yourself a priority. So that's my suggestion to you. And and as you're working on, I guarantee as you're working on yourself and you're feeling better, you're looking better, your attitude's better, you're happier, you know, your spouse will start to take notice whether or not that, you know, it might, you know, it just, it might get them interested in, in engaging again, you know, and opening lines of communication. Again, it's really obviously hard to say because I don't know your entire situation, but I'm a big believer in gut instinct. And I don't think when I had a gut feeling about something strongly that I've ever been wrong. So don't let somebody gaslight you. Don't let them make it think, you know, it's all in your head and blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. It's not in your head. If you really believe it, trust me, something's going on. I kind of think there might be too. But, you know, if you don't really care, then just work on yourself and then decide what you, you know, what what you want to do from there. So I hope that helps. Keep me posted. And oh, one more thing though, that testosterone, that is so interesting. I did not know you could do that. I have friends that have gone through menopause in their mid thirties. And I don't know that they knew about the testosterone or I don't know. I I, want to, I'm going to ask some of them like, Hey, did you know you could take testosterone anyway? Cause they have the same thing. They, you know, they just don't have the drive anymore and it's young, you know, to be going through that, but it, everybody's different, right? So that's fascinating. I'm like, I wonder if I could get some testosterone. <laughs> just, just, I, I'd love to go from horny to like super horny. Like, I'd, I'd love it. I think that would be, oh, I'd love to be like, turn me into a wild crazed animal. That would just be so hot. Ugh. And then let me unleash on someone. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. I would totally be up for that. You know, I like to experiment with myself. I'm going to see if I can, I'm going to call, I swear to God, I'm going to message my doctor. They're probably not going to take me very seriously right now with all this COVID stuff going on. They probably got better things to do than pump me full of hormones. But I'm going to see if, <laughs> if I can pull that off. I think that would be kind of fun. As long as I didn't get like masculine or anything. I don't want like facial hair, or, you know, like <laughs> and chin hairs popping out or anything like that. Oh, uh, Okay. 
Well, thanks, Tab. I always love hearing from you. I hope you're doing well and, uh, you know, keep me posted. All right. Thank you, sweetheart. Okay. Now let's take some questions from my texting community. Hey guys, if you're not in my texting community, it's the Curious Girl texting community. Why the hell not? Seriously, why are you not in my texting group? We, I first of all, I want a big, big shout out to to the texting community. They're amazing. They have best comments, best stories. They share. I love the stuff you share with me. You inspire me. I'll, you know, I'll when I ask you guys for feedback, you're amazing. You know, you give me all these wonderful questions and things you want to know. Thank you so much. It's just, it's really fun and a joy to have that group. And so if you guys, if anybody wants to be a part of it and you're not the number, you just, you get to text me directly. That's, that's the cool part. It's not, I, you know, it's, I'm calling, I'm calling it my community. It's, it's really, it's just a curious girl texting community. It's not, it's not a big like group chat or anything like that. It's just one-on-one with me. I see everybody, obviously. It's like looking at my, you know, it's just like looking at your phone, you know, when you have everybody that you're texting. It's just like that. It lays out like that. So I just get to text everybody individually and it's a lot of fun. But if you want to join, it's 415-997-0957. And once again, 415-997-0957. When you send a message, you're going to get a link that you just click through and all I ask is that you just put your name in just and you can make up a fake name there's actually somebody's question in here that it's it's a fake name people like you know it doesn't matter it's just I don't want you showing up as unknown contact this way I can I when I am texting you I want to be able to address you and I don't want to have to actually add everybody's names in manually because that's a lot of work for me that's why I give you the link you just click through for some reason, sometimes that the link click uh, freaks people out. I think they think like maybe it's like a paid porn thing or something. No, come on, guys. It's nothing like that. If you've been listening to me long enough, you know, I'm not charging for shit. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, if, you, if anybody want, wants to join, it's a lot of fun. Okay, this first question is from Hazim. Are you considering making any OnlyFans? Well... I was, you know, I talked about that, right? And I think I'm moving away from the OnlyFans concept. I didn't like the fact that they had that breach in their security a while back. And then, you know, where a bunch of people's names and actually I think private content and things like that got out. You know, the whole idea is these these gals want to be able to charge for what they're putting out there and keep it private. And I don't blame them, you know, more power to them. I just don't, you know, that again, if I was putting content out there, I would want to, I would want to know that it could stay private too. The other thing is that OnlyFans, I think charges, they, they charge like 20%. So they take a big chunk of the revenue. Uh, it's really within my means and I have a big enough following just to, if I did something, you know, where I wanted to have private groups, you know, limited members only access type of thing, then I could, I could really just make it create it myself and then keep all the money. So that to me seems like a better way to go. So Hazim, I pr- it's slim to none that I'll do that I will be using the OnlyFans site. However, definitely in the future, I will do something that it's uh, basically a member sh- members only area where you can get private content. But it's I've as I've said before, you know, it's not going to be it's not going to be me. It's not going to be my my homemade porn or anything like that. It'll be I'm, it'll be s- s- images that might be racy, but you know I'm sorry, you're not going to be looking up my vagina. You know, it's not going to be 
like that. So it'll be real kind of soft and tease kind of stuff. But you, but I'm, here's what I am moving towards. I am moving towards actually letting you see my face. So what I want to do is start doing the podcast as a video cast and the video cast portion will be for the members only so that it won't be out there free floating. And then I can still sort of maintain my privacy because really the only way you could see my face if you were listening to the podcast, you could still listen to the podcast like you always have on iTunes and all that for free. But if you want to watch the video portion, the show portion, then then you would have to be in the members only section and it wouldn't be downloadable. You'd probably have to watch it from that platform or from an app that I created. So something like that. So yeah, I'm 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 massaging that and tinkering around with that. If anybody has any thoughts or ideas on that, give me a shout out. I love, you know, I love your input. If you think there's a good way to do it, you got a better way to you know, better mousetrap you've built or a better way to skin the cat, let me know because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just in the development stages and massaging those ideas and kicking them around. So any input you could give me for, you know, what you'd like to see content wise or how you'd like the platform to run or, or if you have any other platforms that are your favorite that, you, you know, you like certain aspects about it, let me know. I'm seriously, I'm all ears and I would appreciate the input. Okay. Thanks, Tazim. Good question. Next one, Lincoln. Would you ever have a trans sex with a transgender male? If so, go into detail as much as you can about what you would want it to be like. And if not, simply explain why you wouldn't enjoy exploring that option. Well, I think I've mentioned this before. So this is kind of like a chick with a dick, right? I mean, you're talking about a male that maybe hasn't gone all the way. He still has a penis. He's, he's done the, the gender reassignment surgeries, some of them, like he's gotten the breasts and he's femini- done the feminization stuff. And absolutely, yes, I would do this before I, I would be, if, if you stuck a transgender male in front of me and, and he still had a penis or she still had a penis rather, and then a, just a plain old female in front of me, like, okay, you could have your first, you know, you could have this type of experience, transgender male, or you could have a female bisexual experience one-on-one, you know, both of them one-on-one. I would probably go with a transgender male because how hot is that? I mean, you get to, because I love dick, you know, I mean, you get to, he gets to, especially if you had a big dick or she had a big dick, you, you, I could fuck her and, but it's like being with a woman at the same time. Oh yeah. I think I'd totally be about that. Yeah, totally. I mean, I absolutely would. I'd love to, you know, lick her nipples, bite her nipples. Yeah. And then be get fucked by her. Oh, yeah. Totally. I'd be down with that. <laughs> absolutely, Lincoln. All right. Thank you for your question. Okay. Mike, explain. Oh, oh, oh. I needed to explain. He's got... Mike, if you remember... Okay, so... Mike's question, he's, he's a, it's a follow-up. It's a follow-up question to his first question. He ended up having a, him and his partner for 20 years. I can't remember if they were married or not. They were 20 years monogamous. If, oh, here we go. Here we go. I, I found it. Okay. Here it is. It's, it's his, here's this, here's the first question he sent me and I'll, then here's the next, this is the one that he just recently sent in. I answered this first one, um, my last Q&A, I believe. And, or I can't remember. See, again, I can't remember if Cowboy N was on with that one. I don't remember. 
I kind of think he was. Yes, he was, because you referenced Caballan. Okay. So so Mike says, this is the first time he sent me, just to re refresh everybody's recollection, found a guy on AFF and I watched him fuck Kay last night. Unexpectedly, I felt jealousy. While it was hot, he fucked her for an hour and a half and she came a ton. I ended up feeling jealous and inadequate. I can't figure out how to get past it and it's burning me out or bumming me out. I thought you might have some insight or maybe Cowboy N. Thanks. Well... I got back to you on this one, I believe. And I just said that, I remember I said, you need to have, first of all, just have tell her that. You got to talk about it because, you know, then you can decide how you guys want to move forward. Now, your follow-up is, which I'm glad to read. It says, after that first experience, I've been reading up on jealousy and compersion. You'll be glad to know that we did it again. And I joined instead of watching and it was hot and awesome. It's an interesting topic that's not often discussed. If I had a question, I guess it would be for you and your listeners. And that would be, does jealousy evolve into compersion as one gains more and more experience in the lifestyle? I think so, but the jury is still out as we need a lot more experience to know for sure. Thanks. Well, I think this is, a, first of all, it's a super interesting question. Now, did you listen to my podcast, The Male Submissive? If you haven't listened to that, Mike, give it a listen. And basically, I have my friend Clark on. And he is into, he's into this kind of stuff. You know, it's, he calls it erotic jealousy. And he's really into, into the, and as well into the, he's into the erotic jealousy component, but he's also into the compersion component, you know, where, where, in, in case anybody's wondering what that means, you know, it's, it's the, it's being gratified by seeing your partner satisfied. So, or, you know, in a, in a sexual way, or they're, they're, they're highly gratified, right? So you basically get pleasure out of seeing your partner pleasured and it doesn't, it doesn't bother you that it's someone else. But I think that there's probably, I think that you might always have a healthy mix of both, quite frankly. I don't think that there's anything wrong with the erotic, with the jealousy or erotic jealousy. And a long time ago, I spoke about this. I really don't even remember what year it was, but I brought up the term jealousy people it gets such a negative rap right and and quite frankly it's a natural human emotion if you to think of your partner with someone else that will stir feelings of jealousy you know it's normal i think what you do with those feelings or how you react past that you know if you if you let it turn you into a crazy person or you know a stalker or a goofball or whatever that's where the problem lies. It's not having the initial feeling. I think we all feel it. And I don't think we anybody should be ashamed of it. It's normal. And nobody's going to, you know, and some people that are in just straight monogamous relationships, they wouldn't be able to even want to begin to experience erotic jealousy or, you know, and they certainly wouldn't get to the compersion level ever because the thought of their partner with somebody else is just makes them crazy. They can't, you know, it's not a good, it's not a good thing. So I think that, you know, I think that in the lifestyle, I think, I think, you know, there's so many different uh, cooks in that kitchen that 
it's going to be unique for each couple and each individual how they how they react to it. And I think that it probably could change over time. And I think that it also could change depending on which partner you are with. If you were using, you know, if you had different partners over a long period of time, or even, even all at the same time, you know, maybe you have, you know, you're in an open relationship, you have your, your wife is one partner and you, you swing with her. And then there's also, you have a lover that, you know, you swing with too. And you may be more jealous about the lover and less jealous about, about your long-term partner. You know, I think there's just so many different variables, but uh, I think the key here is, you know, you, uh, it sounds like you and your spouse did have a talk and you guys, and that's great. And you went back at it and you joined in. And I think you found that maybe, you know, it's more enjoyable for you to be participating than just watching. I would think that, you know, watching would be hard. That would, in my opinion, I could see that stirring more jealousy in me than, than, being an active participant. So I'm glad you got to participate. That's hot. Good for you. I hope you, you know, it sounds like you enjoyed it and, you know, just, just keep me posted as time, as time goes on. I think that, I think you're going to, like I said, listen to it, check out the, check out the podcast I did with Clark. You know, he's, he's very informative on it. And, and then, yeah, keep me posted on how that goes. I'm curious to, to hear how that evolves for you, you know, but just keep doing what you're doing and have fun and keep up you know, keep up chat, the dialogue, the open communication with your partner. All right. Thank you for your question. Okay. I have to take a sip of water here. My mouth is getting really dry. Oh, oh my gosh. That was awesome. Do you ever know when you did, you, you know, when you're just like super thirsty and then you take a sip, it's like, that is the best like drink of water of your life. That's what I just had right there. I love it. Mm. One more sip for good measure. Okay, Daniel. This is from Daniel. Daniel from my texting group. Daniel, how is the search for DP going? Daniel, okay, well, I could have had DP this past week. And Mr. Pickles reached out and said, Hey, do you wanna have do you wanna do you wanna do the do you wanna do a threesome this week? Well, I couldn't because I was on my period. Damn it. So I had to decline. <laughs> I can't believe it. I was like, oh my God, a near miss. Are you kidding me? Like, I so want to do this. So hopefully, you know, we can, we can try to reschedule it soon. I am all about it. I'm seriously want to scratch that off my list. And I keep getting couples that are hitting me up. It's weird. I can't, I think I'm just right now I'm leaning more towards, I need two guys. I want two dicks and, and let's just do that. You know, like that would be fun. I'm not so much about, I don't know. I'm just, I'm having a hard time with the, with the, with another couple only because it's really just for me, I guess, finding the right match with the, with the girl. It's weird. It's weird. I mean, I'll, I'll find a reason to not do it. Like I'm not, I, I'm not attracted, like I'll be attracted to her, but then not to him or she's too short, you know, like I don't want a short girl. I don't know why. I'm sorry. Short women. I know it's awful. I'm discriminating. 
I want a girl that's my height, you know, and that's, I guess, hard to find. I'm 5'10". It's just, I guess that's hard to find. I don't know. But I prefer, you know, somebody that's my height. I don't want to feel like a big old jolly green giant next to some child, <laughs> child size woman, uh, you know, like a tiny little short. I don't know. It's weird. It's like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's all in my head. I'm just being, I'm just being weird. One of these times it's going to happen, but I am, yes, I'm, I am trying to make the DP happen, Daniel. I'm really trying. I can't believe I just missed out on it this week. So wah, 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 but hopefully soon. Okay. This is from Jewel. Jewel. Remember Jewel, 52 Chopsticks? Have you guys listened to his interview? It's great. It's the podcast called, it's uh, what is it? Secret Sex Life of a Follower. Listen to it. You will not believe the stories this guy has. This, it's amazing. By the way, I want to throw it out there. Anybody listening, do you think you have a crazy fun sex life? Do you want to come on the show and share it anonymously? If you do, send me an email at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com. Put in the subject line, I want to be on the show. And then just Give me some information about a little bit about you and your background and, you know, why you think you'd be a good fit to come on because I would love, that was like the best, it was one of the funnest things I did. Just went in there blind. I had my questions. I didn't prep Jewel. And, you know, that's just kind of a scary thing to do, by the way. Most of the time when you do an interview, you want to prepare your guest. If anybody wants to be prepared, I will prepare you. I'll show you what I'm going to ask you if you want to come on the show. But if you if if you just want me to just Jewel was such a good sport. If you just want me to zing some questions at you and keep you on your toes, it I think it makes for great content. And the stuff he, you know, it, the stuff that came out was hilarious, funny. I mean, like I love this guy. I, I I should have him on again because I know I've only scratched the surface on all of the stories. But all right, here's his questions. Okay. He says, on the Curious Girl journey, what have been the high points and maybe lessons learned to date? Oh, oh, wow. High point. Let's see. What have been the high points? Well, I mean, all the fun, wild, crazy sex that I've had, for sure. Being able to, you know, being able to be, to to be in touch with your sexuality, to make it a priority, to put it on your to-do list. You know, it's, it's a part of my like weekly goals. I mean, like, am I having enough sex? Am I, you know, how am I feeling? Do I feel sexy? I'm, I'm always taking my temperature on it. It's, I'm mindful of it. And because I know what happens when, when you stop keeping your eye on the ball, it's a slippery slope. You know, you'll end up just like, like where I started this, you know, three and a half years of no sex, no physical intimacy, nobody touching me, nobody seeing me naked, nothing. And it's real easy to get in that mode. I totally understand how people get there, but it's just as, just, just as easy as you get there. It is just as easy to make an about face and turn it around and, if you're, it's kind of interesting. I think the more people that are, people that are more sexual and having more f sex with more frequency, I really think that they're, 
you know, as long as they're doing it in a healthy way. Okay. I'll say it with that caveat. I mean, if you're, if you're a sex addict, no, this isn't a good thing, but <laughs> having a lot of sex is not a good thing. But I mean, just, you know, if it keeps you aware of things about yourself that you'll let go, like I say, you know, your physical appearance and exercising and, you know, you want to stay in good shape. You want to look good. You're mindful of what you're eating and how you're feeling and just your overall, your you're paying attention to yourself. And so that's been, you know, that's been one of the high points too. It's just being mindful and, you know, aware and kind of tuned in to myself. And let's see, you said lessons that I've learned. So you said that, so those are some of the high points, obviously the great fun, crazy sex and all the stuff I've scratched off my bucket list. I mean, the stories, the adventures, the, the, the relationships, you know, the guys that I've met and friendships that have been formed and love and, you know, and all that stuff. It's just, it's been, it's been great. The lessons that I've learned to date. There's a, I don't mean to, I don't want to get into, I don't want to like sound super negative, but probably the biggest lessons is really just like, it's a lot about infidelity and a lot about cheating and a lot about people that, you know, the ways that people lie and the things they'll do and to their partners, you know, which is kind of a downer. It's like, whoa. But, you know, I just avoid that shit like the plague. Uh, I've learned to sniff it out and, and it just reinforces for me what I do not want, the type of man that I do not want, that I will not settle for and ever, you know, I, I, I avoid that, avoid it like the plague people that, you know, if you're thinking about having an affair or you're, oh God, just rethink, check yourself, man, go have a conversation, you know, <laughs> seriously. I don't understand. I'll never understand why people cannot communicate. I do not fucking get it. It makes me crazy. It just makes me nutso. It's so much easier than, than all the effort and energy and work that it takes to have an affair and to pull that off and all the lies and all the deceit and all the d different phone numbers and apps and pictures you got to hide on different clouds and yeah, you know, it's just so stupid. We're all adults, but yeah. So anyway, I think it's, uh, it's really what I've learned is the lengths that people will go to, to be dishonest when it comes about, you know, when it comes to cheating and wanting to have sex and not being able to have it with their partner and, you know, stuff like that. It's like, instead of having a basic conversation, they'll create a huge lie and live it day in and day out instead of like having an hour conversation. So there you go. Let's see the next question. Jewel had a couple questions here. I'm dying for the male, female. <laughs> yeah, male, female, male episode. What's the status? Kinky minds want to know. Yes, you know, I'm fucked up. Okay, I know you're fucked up, Jewel, um, in a good way. Okay, you're dying to know about them. Yes, I know. I just, I just answered that. I think Hazim was, no, it wasn't Hazim. Who was it that asked me that? When am I going to have that? Oh, Daniel. Daniel said the DP. Yeah, I missed I missed that opportunity. 
I just, yeah, I just answered that one. I missed the opportunity this week. I can't believe it. So bummed. I'll make up for it. It's close. It's close. I can tell. I can smell it. I can smell the dicks. (laughs) I can. (laughs) Oh my God. I was about ready to. Okay. I was going to say something totally off color, but I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. It's like. I can see those ball sacks flying at my face, Jewel. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. All right. Next question from Jewel. Any plans for a return of Mickey and the Triple Wow Wow? One of my favorite podcasts. Very good chemistry. Jewel, yes. I just was on the phone with her yesterday. I'm so excited. I was on the phone with her yesterday. Yeah, I said, Mickey, we've got to do your fan favorite. We've you've got to come back on. We had the best. We she was cracking me up. I was telling her about socks and that little escapade and that adventure and she was laughing. We had she gave me some good one-liners. Oh girl. I mean, I cannot wait to have her on. She's so funny and fun. Yes. Yes, Jewel. I'm going to have, I'm going to get her on soon. Okay. Just for you. And I'll, I'll have her give you a shout out. Okay. Next question from you, Jewel, is have you gotten your dill pickles? Now, I was supposed to go see Mr. Pickles to have the DP, but I couldn't have it this week because I was on my period. Eh. <laughs> so... I don't, that's not something. You remember I did that episode, Red Light Running, all about that? See, I have, it's, I have some discretion. It's not, I, I don't want to do it with somebody new or somebody that I'm super, super casual with. But yeah, and just, I don't think, and and that's definitely the wrong scenario for, for, when you got two guys around. No, ew, uh uh-uh. So that's not going to happen. Okay, if you could only have one toy and one toy only, what is it? I'm thinking it would be something that vibrates. Oh, absolutely. You can bury me with my Hitachi. Literally, bury me with it. Like that thing, that's my favorite. It, It's just, it's so strong, so powerful. The magic wand, Hitachi magic wand all the way. That's without a doubt, hands down. All right. Well, thanks for all your wonderful questions, Jewel. Take care. Okay, Adam, my first question is, what, oh, what can I do to take you on a date? Aw, that's so sweet. Where do you live? First of all, let's start with that. Where do you live, sweetheart? How old are you? How tall are you? <laughs> we have, I have a height requirement. But I don't know what if you really want to take me on a date, I guess you got to reach out and, you know, give me some information. But I need to know about you, Adam. You know, I do have a, I have some criteria. So you can I'll let you follow up with that one. All right. And then your second question is, do I have any tips on finding a hot girlfriend, a hot wife, particularly when one looks when one looks the innocent man or when you when you. Oh, you, particularly when one looks like the innocent man, the boy next door. Okay. So you kind of look like the boy next door. Well, I don't think it's about, I mean, I think, uh, you know, women like all different kinds of looks, myself included. So I think the, you know, the, the boy next door look is, is a good look. I kind of, I consider myself with the the girl next door look. So maybe we could go on a date to be boy next door meets girl next door. And then we'll, you know have we'll be good looking together (laughs) 
and then for finding, you know, like a, the girlfriends or the hot wives, you got to go on these dating apps, you know? I mean, that's really the best way, unfortunately, especially now because you can't go out and socialize, for goodness sakes. I would do, but, you know, it needs to be, you know, I, I wouldn't go on match.com. I mean, if you're, you said hot wife, you're looking for that kind of thing, you need to try, you know, get on some of these Tinder and what's the other one? I guess adult friend finder, there's fet life, there's lifestyle lounge. That's an online, online place. I just recently kind of have been getting back on like my fet life and my lifestyle lounge and starting to kind of branch out and expand my horizons. You know, I've been using the same basically site for since I've been since I started this and it's great it has been great I've met so many good guys on there and but you know hey just it can't hurt to branch out and broaden your horizons so I would definitely go with you know the online online sites or dating apps that are the dating apps that are more like adult dating apps though okay hope that's helpful Adam Okay, Chris says, just how do you feel? Oh, how do you feel about men who wear panties? Stats say they are mostly hetero, highly educated, successful in careers, and more faithful in in monogamous relationships. Any thoughts? Well, shit, I'll tell you what. If all it takes to find a monogamously faithful guy, the guy that's faithful in monogamous relationships and it just his the criteria is to search for guys that wear panties. I'm going to start changing my search criteria. <laughs> I'm going to start looking for the guys that are wearing the panties. I like the sound of that. That sounds promising. You know, I, hey, I, I'm into all kinds of stuff. You know, if a guy wants to wear panties and he likes it, Good on him. Uh, you know, it do, I don't mind. I'm curious to know, actually, Chris, you know, if you would follow up with me, tell me what is it about wearing panties that turns you on? Why is that? So I, I would love to know and understand what that does for you, how you got into that. You know, is it is it something that you do part-time during just during sex play or do you wear them every day to work I mean what's your and how how you got into this like where do you think that came from what got you going on that I'm I'm super interested in this it's fascinating to me do you wear anything else other than women's panties like lingerie sets bras is there you know nylon some guys some guys I think like the like the nylons or the you know the stockings and the garters like that kind of thing does it does it extend to that too or is it just the panties and where do you buy your panties oh i think you sent me a website didn't you like it was female panties but they have male sizes anyway that's ringing a bell i think you did send me a link to like a site but i'm curious about where you got how you got into it so if you get a chance send me a text me back and let me know i'm curious all right pirate thoughts see what I tell you, people can put in any name they want. This guy calls himself Pirate Thoughts. There's another guy on there. What does he call himself? Mr. Thoughts. I've got Mr. Thoughts and I've got Pirate Thoughts. Or maybe Pirate Thoughts used to be Mr. Thoughts and he changed his name. 
You can also change your name. If you want to change your name like uh, every week or every day, you can. See, it just, I don't know what you input. It's all up to you. That's why I send you the link. That way you put in your, put in whatever you want and I will address you as such. So pirate thoughts. Your question is, do you already have an episode on titty fucking? No, I don't. And and then I think your follow-up question is, would I consider it? I've, you know, I've talked about titty fucking. I've talked about it when I've done it, when it's been part of, you know, when I'm telling, when I'm recanting a sex act or when I'm with one of the guys and we do that. I enjoy it. I like it. I think it's, it's, it's hot. It's sexy. I love a big dick smash between my tits. I'd love to make a guy come that way. It's, it's a big turn on. I don't think I could devote a whole episode to it though. I just don't know that there'd be enough content for it. So I just kind of, it kind of comes up here. It's a subject that comes up here and there. I, like I said, I totally love it. It's, I love to put oil, like really, you know, oil up my cleavage and then stick a dick in there (laughs) and wrap my tits around and just squeeze and try to milk that cock for all it's worth. I mean, hey, what's not to like? But yeah, I don't see, I just don't, you know, I think I've pretty much said about everything I could say about titty fucking. Is there more? If if I miss some, if I miss some aspects, please point it out. <laughs> okay. This is from David. He says, might be too late for Q&A. No, David, you're not. Okay. Might be too late for Q&A, but thought I'd share that I just listened to your blowjob episode, episode number 24. Oh, you went way back. Wasn't sure if you have uncircumcised on your bucket list. I am circumcised. The whole thing about foreskin is because that is where the nerve endings are, especially the underside. That episode was from a couple years ago. Did you take the class on fellatio yet? Also, you mentioned you don't like to be edged. I think that is one part of a dom. That is one part of a dom that I find to be fabulous. I love to edge a woman. Okay. So, wow. Thank you for going back and listening to my, I think my first, that was my, I think that was just titled Blowjobs. That was episode number 24. And that was, yes, you're going, you are going back, way back in the archives there. That's a good episode. You're bringing, and you're, now that you, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm remembering some things. You know, uncircumcised, actually, it, it, it is on my, it's a minor, it's a minor item on my bucket list. I've never had sex with a guy that was uncircumcised. I just, I want to, I want, I want the experience. I want to know, you know, I just want to know. I'm, I'm curious because I've never, can you believe, like I've never had sex with a guy that, what, that wasn't circumcised. So I would like to have that experience and see what that's all about. I'm, Yeah totally up for it. It is. Um, so it is, yes, it's on my bucket list, uncircumcised, but I want a big, just, I want a big old fatty, a big one, a big, huge, uncircumcised, rock hard dick. <laughs> yes, I totally do. Okay. So yeah. It's on my list. It is on my list, David. Okay. And did I take my class on fellatio yet? No. You know what? But thank you for reminding me. I could do it online now. I bet you they've got some. I'm going to look. I'm going to look and see. Why not? You know, I always, 
I think the, somebody asked me not that long ago, you know, if I, how often, it was, I think it was in the last Q&A, how often I, I guess, work on stuff or do I try to, you know, get better at things? Absolutely. All the time. Yes. This is like, you know, it's like mastering your craft. You know, I want to be a good lover. I do not want, I just, I don't want someone to have an experience with me and say, Ah, that was just okay. Sometimes the chemistry's off and you can't avoid it. But as far as my skills go, I would rather have someone say, great blowjob, just didn't feel the chemistry. That I'm fine with. Because chemistry, that's a little harder to put your finger on. There's really no rhyme or reason for it. But I don't want someone going, yeah, no chemistry and she was bad in bed. Oh, God. I would, I'd be horrified. Like I never, you know, I just, I want to at least take the time, you know, when I'm with somebody, I definitely want them. I want to have a good experience and I want them to have a good experience too. I'm not just there to, you know, masturbate on their dick and get off and go. So, although let's all, let's be real. Sometimes that's been the case. Okay. (laughs) Not going to lie. But I really try to, it's not, it's not my intention. If, you know, if I'm, if I, there, if, if I do that, there's a reason I'm distracted or something's going on. But anyway, no, I want it to be, yeah, absolutely. I want it to be fun, but I want to take, yes, I do want to take that class. I, I would, I would, I would welcome learning about it all the time. Any advice on, especially on sucking a dick. I mean, you can never be too good at that. So anything I can learn, extra tips I can pick up, you bet. And yeah, I, my thing with edging, it's a love hate thing. You know, Cowboy Ann was doing that to me for a while and it just, I literally wanted to cry. Like he had me so on the edge, pent up. I didn't like, I felt emotionally distressed. (laughs) I wanted to come so bad. It was distressing. And it, it was just, it was like, there were parts about it. I mean, like it was, it it was, it was hot and erotic, but it was also like distressing at the same time, if that makes any sense. And so I don't, I have mixed feelings about it. Like I think about it now and I just go, God, I I don't know how I feel about that. Like sometimes I think, okay, I'd want to do that again. And then other times I'm like, oh, hell no. Fuck no. Don't fuck with my orgasms. I want them. I want as many as I can have, you know, don't make me wait. So I, yeah, waiting for the release like that and only being able to come once during a session, I just, it was, it was, it was emotional. I'm not going to, I don't know. It's triggered something in me. I just, it was frustrating. I don't know. Still, like you can see, I'm just, just talking about it, bringing it up. I'm like, oh, I'm feeling the angst. I'm feeling the anxiety that I was feeling while I was in that situation. <laughs> being, you know, just being teased and then told no, you know, like brought right to the edge and then no. Oh God, it was agony. It was sweet agony. Okay. I did have a really good orgasm though, but when I finally did come, oh my God, God, it was a big one. It literally like resonated through my body. Yeah. All right. I got to take another sip here. Matthew says, In this era of toxic masculinity, which I loathe, can there be any true doms? Shouldn't all BDSM relationships be topping from the bottom? 
I'm not a dom, but I get off on what gets you off. So I will dom and enjoy it because you get off on it. Formulate that into a question if you can. Well, I think the question is, shouldn't all BDSM relationships be talking from the bottom? And are there any true doms? Can there be any true doms? You know, I was reading something the other day, Matthew, that really was amazing. And I bookmarked it. I don't know. I'll try to summarize it. You know, it was basically talking about the structure of BDSM and the dominant submissive dynamic. And it was great because it really pointed out that people get caught up in the kink part and the sex part. That's, those are just your sexual preferences in play with your partner. That's not about really about the dominant submissive. It doesn't say anything about the dominant submissive um, dynamic. So let's, first let's start with that. Let's just separate out the kink and this, and the things you do sexually to each other from the actual dynamic. The dynamic is about rules and structure and, you know, a power exchange and how you exchange, how you are in those roles as it relates to each other outside of the bedroom. So those, some people live at 24 seven and some people do not. So, you know, a true dom really doesn't have much, much to do with the bedroom stuff. That's, that's the kink. So no, I, I don't agree that BDSM relationships or all BDSM relationships are, are topping from the bottom. What I love about the, you know, dominant submissive dynamic is that it requires a lot of communication, which as you know, if you're listening earlier, I love, I love and adore this. This type of dynamic pushes you to have to do that or it's not going to work. It also pushes you to have to be really honest with, with somebody. And that's hard. You know, for as good as I think I am at it, I still have a long way to go. It's always something that you got to be working on and improving and working with someone else, you know, working with your partner on. So that's the thing I like about the dominant submissive dynamic and the structure and how you relate to each other. You'll do things for that person that you wouldn't, you do, you do, you give them the consideration that you maybe wouldn't have for other partners in other relationships. It's, and it's out of respect and it's out of love and care and wanting, you know, wanting to please them and make them happy. And the other person is doing the same thing. It's great. You know, I mean, it really, really is. So the, somebody, you know, doming from the bottom. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, you're topping from the bottom rather. No, I don't think that, you know, should, shouldn't all BDSM relationships be topping from the bottom? I don't think they should be topping from the bottom because that's, that's just a, that's just a manipulation and a lack of respect in my opinion. And 
even though, you know, people get caught up with the submissive, that she's the weak one and the dominant is the strong one. The two of you together are the dynamic and it's a perfect blend and a perfect mix. And you're, you're meeting those needs. And don't think that there's times where you're not strong for your dominant, even though you're the submissive, vice versa. You know, they're, they're looking out for you and you're looking out for them. It's just, just a two-way street. So I think there's a lot of misinformation and just lack of understanding about, you know, about the dynamic. And I, I wish that people would maybe just more look at, take the sex part out and look at the communication and openness that's required and ask yourself if you have that in your regular relationship. And if you don't, you should, these are just things to sort of strive towards whether or not you, you have kink in the bedroom or not. So And in your relationship, somebody is the dominant one and somebody is the submissive one, whether you want to label it that way or not. That's kind of the way it is. People have roles in their relationship. You know, we call it mom and dad, or we call it husband and wife. Well, what does that really mean? You know, or boyfriend and girlfriend, right? Dominant, submissive. It's all the same stuff. So... I don't know if I just answered your question there, Matthew, or got off on a tangent, but I thank you for asking that question and allowing me to go off on that tangent because I'm, I feel passionate about it and I wish people would understand, understand it a little bit better and, and realize, you know, that it really is. I just think it's a great, I think it's a great resource. I think, I think whether you're, like I said, whether you're into the kink part of it or not, I think more people should read up on it and try to apply some of those things to their, to their regular relationships, to the vanilla relationships. I think it'll make them better. Forget about the sex. You don't even have to touch that part, but the communication and the, and the, and the thinking behind it and the respect for each other, you know, those are all good things. Okay. Matthew, I just hijacked your question. I turned it into what I wanted it to be. Thank you for allowing me to do that, sweetheart. Okay, next question is from Matt. Why isn't that, why isn't, why isn't it that more men aren't open to anal play? If they're comfortable with their sexuality, they should understand that there's nothing gay about having their ass played with. Having a woman suck your cock while she has a finger, a prostate massager, or whatever you prefer, the orgasm is extremely intense. Well, Matt, you are right. I know that orgasm is extremely intense because I've given some prostate orgasms and holy shit, no joke. Why do more men, why won't more men let you do that? I don't fucking know. They should. Guys, do you have a, did you know you have a clitoris and it's right inside your butthole? It's right in there. Big old G-spot right in there. And, well, I guess that's different than the clitoris. I don't know. I'm going to call it a clitoris, G-spot, whatever you want to call it. You get the point. It's a magic button. Let your woman massage it for you. Stick your finger in there and massage it. Get something to stick in there. A little slim dildo, something, you know, a sex toy. Play around with it yourself. You are missing out. No, it's not gay. It's not gay at all. Get over that. I mean, 
you get your dick sucked. Gay guys get their dick sucked. Are you gay because you're getting your dick sucked? No. You are, I'm telling you, I have seen, I've damn near seen Jesus when watching a guy have an orga- a pro- prostate orgasm that I'm giving him. It's unbelievable. It will knock your, I wasn't even having it and I was blown away. It, it just, I can, and, and, and I'm told that they feel amazing. I can see that it's amazing. It is amazement going on right there. I'm like, whoa, watching this happen, making it happen. It's hot. It's sexy. I love doing it. I, I wish more men would let me do it and get over the fact, you know, that it's, it's just, it's your butthole. Okay. And you have a right to stick whatever you want in there. (laughs) And it doesn't have to be a guy's dick. And it doesn't mean you're gay if you want to stick something in there. It's just that you're, you have all these sexually erotic sites, you know, nipples, dick, balls, the space between your balls and your butthole, you know, all your prostate, you've got to play with it, play with it, play with it yourself and don't tell anybody, but at least experience it because I'll tell you what. It will rock your world. Matt is right. It's amazing. It will rock your world. They're extremely intense. And and if you're with somebody, your partner is going to more than want to be able to do that for you. Give you that experience. Like, oh, God, yeah. I'm See, I'm getting my, my clit's throbbing right now just like thinking about it. It's so hot. Oh, Whew, okay. Damn, I'm getting thirsty again. <laughs> Matt, these questions, that was a good one. Thank you. I'm glad you put, thank you. And you're a guy. Thank you for saying that. So all the guys can hear it's okay. And it's amazing. Do it guys, please, please do it. And then send me, send me a, you know, a shout out, follow up with me on it. Tell me what it was like. Say, I heard your podcast and I said, fuck it. I'm going to touch my bra state and I made myself come and it was amazing. I want to hear all about it. Okay. All right, last question here. There, yeah, last comment, I guess. This is this is from my Tumblr. This is my new Tumblr that I'm rebuilding. That I'm sure there, guys. If you're not following me on Tumblr, you should do it quick because they'll probably take it down again. I mean, they're such buttholes. They need an orgasm. They're so fucking bent, just uptight right now. With when they change their policy on adult content, it's ridiculous. And so many sites. I got, I got. Uh, my, you know, my Curious Girl Facebook account got shut down for a week or not. I mean, I can't post. It's not shut down, but you know, oh, and you know what it was? Can you believe this? It was a picture of a girl licking an ice cream cone, holding it in her hand, licking an ice cream cone. And that got me kicked off of Facebook for a week. I'm so sick of censorship. I just can't even stand it. So I'm going to give a big plug right now for my friend, Sir Inc., you guys listen to you guys listen to our podcast that we do together from time to time. He has a site, okay? This is where you can go. You don't have to worry about what you find kinky. Uh, as long as it's not illegal, you're good. And it's you know what his his site is actually amazing. I'm going to sing his praises really fast before I do this last last one. Go to kingspace.net. I am on kingspace.net. I've just started migrating stuff over there because 
Tumblr is going to shut shit down again. I know it. And I, and it's and Twitter while they've been hanging in there, uh, you never know. Here's the thing. Anybody that's building a blog and like me, you know, when they're when they're doing it, I'm doing it for for brand awareness for the curious girl, right? And I like to and I like to look at the images, but it's more for me. I wouldn't just sit there and look at the images. It's it's serving a purpose. So, you know, you could be like me where you've built up this account and you have 120,000 followers and and three and a half years of content on there and they just shut it down. Boom, gone. They don't give you your contacts. They don't give you nothing. Just down, done, you're done. And they won't answer an email. They won't respond to you. Same with Facebook. I got in trouble for an ice cream cone photo and guess what? There's nobody I can actually say, could you review this, please? Hey, you've made a mistake. They have made a mistake. They won't review it. It's an ice cream cone. I know if I know if a human looked at it, they'd say, oh, you're right. We made a mistake. There's nothing wrong with uh, uh, licking an ice cream cone. But their sensors picked it up. They probably thought it was licking something else, licking a dick. And, you know, that's it. You're shit canned. So, but this is why go to King Space and start an account. You can follow me. I'm going to have all my good, nasty content there. You'll love it. Kingspace.net. And just search for the Curious Girl. Okay. My last question. Daddy's Mind Playground 73. This is from, like I said, someone on Tumblr. Just wanted to say that I enjoy the great way you talk about anything and everything. But what I like more is your honesty and sincerity and the passion you add to the podcast and your posts. Your mind is breathtaking, is a breathtaking part of you, but the laugh is infectious and really gets me to laugh as well. Keep it up and continue to be you. Whoever the man who has your heart and soul, what a lucky man to have a woman that has personality, brains, and heart and soul. Aww. This is why I ended with this. This was so lovely. You know what? Thank you. When I got that, you made my day. And I'm currently single. Can you believe? I'm single. So, you know, somebody gets to have my heart and soul. It's up for grabs. So there you go. But thank you so much. I I really like that. That's a nice, a lot of times I just have dick pics and, you know, hey baby and stupid stuff in my inbox that I just delete and wish that I never had to even see or take up one second of my time with. But this, this was just a lovely, lovely treat. So thank you so much. This, that's daddy's mind playground 73 daddy's hyphen mind hyphen playground 73 on Tumblr. He's a good guy. You should follow him. Okay. Well, I think that about does it, guys. That wraps it up. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget, join my texting community. You get to chat with me one-on-one. It's fun stuff. Ask me whatever you want. Tell me whatever you want. I don't, by the way, I don't reveal anything unless unless it's okay. So everybody, you know, that I've put up here sends me stuff. They know it's going to be on the, it'll be on the show. If you want to send me something personal, you can say it's private. I, I will not repeat it or, you know, talk about it on the show or anything like that. But I would love, I always love to get to know my listeners. So 415-997-0957. And if you could, I would love it if you would leave a review for me on iTunes. It's super easy to do. 
just go to the iTunes music and pull up the podcast. And then you scroll down, you can click leave a review. And if, please leave a five-star review. I would just be so grateful. Or a donation, curiousgirldiaries.com forward slash donate. All right. Thank you guys. And stay tuned. More to come. Take care. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend. And make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com, and join my subscribers-only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com.